The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod, and we are so excited about this very special show that we're going to be bringing you today. I want to let you know, first of all, that today is uh, World Autism Awareness Day. This is a day that is designated by the United Nations as a day when all nations recognize that we need more awareness for autism. Now, this is in a month of April when we commemorate, uh, this is autism fill in the blank with an A word month is what I've decided to call it. Because, you know, for a long time, we said this was April Autism Awareness Month. Um, That was sort of an unofficial thing, uh, right? The UN thing is a very official and it happens on April 2nd every year, world recognition for autism awareness. But you know, here in the United States, especially, we usually pick the month of April for autism awareness. And, you know, a few years ago, people started saying, OK, the awareness thing, while not a bad thing, we need a heck of a lot more than awareness. Right. We need action. We need acceptance. We need appreciation. We need access. And so, you know, there's been a big move, a big shift this year that people have taken on whatever they feel is appropriate. And here at Autism Live, we want you to know that this this is a spectrum. It should have a spectrum of different words. I think it's fun that they're all A words. Uh, I think that that's appropriate. And I'm asking you today, what's your A word? What's your A word? What is it that is driving you this April autism action, autism access, appreciation, acceptance? What What is the word that, it, they're all great for me. I feel like we need all of them and probably a few extra, right? Advocacy. And we were talking yesterday about self-advocacy and allies. Uh, I want to be a good ally this year to my friends who are and friends and family who are on the autism spectrum. So we're thrilled. I do want to remind all of you that if you didn't watch the show on Monday, we did a really interesting show on Monday and Torquil Sone was here from Specially Sterna. And they are working in conjunction with the UN this year because every year the UN picks a topic. Uh, to commemorate on World Autism Awareness Day. And this year they have picked the topic of inclusion in the workplace, challenges and opportunities in a post-COVID world. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that, doesn't that make you go, ooh, because I like the word opportunities in there. And I like that we're starting to refer to things as a post-COVID world. Let's hope that that happens. Right. Um, And so I encourage you to check out that wonderful show But also on the 8th, that is when they are doing the official, because today is 
holiday for a lot of people around the world. So on the 8th of April is when they're going to do the official UN. They'll do the reading of the statement. They'll have panels that are there. There's an hour program before the panels where they're going to be talking about what the plan is for inclusion. So I want to encourage you guys to check that out April 8th. Uh, the UN, free for all of us to watch all around the world. And what a great and brilliant thing. We are live right now on many different sites. In fact, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as on our homepage and about 18 other sites. We hope that for this hour, you guys will be tuning in and writing in and asking questions because we've, we've got something really remarkable happening here today. Uh, and we love it when you guys are interactive. But we also know that some of you have other things to do and can't watch us live. That's okay. We are a free download wherever you get your podcasts. You can download picture and sound or just sound, whatever you prefer. Traven, remind me that I have to tell you something uh, about the picture and sound podcast. Uh, not to be, uh, but, and there goes my dog. She wants to tell you about it as well. Uh, so in any case, uh, here are some of the different places where you can go to download the podcast. And we are the number one rated autism podcast worldwide right now. And that is all thanks to you, my friends, because you guys have put us there by liking us, sharing us, talking about us, um, subscribing on the site that you're on. Uh, all those things reviewing us on iTunes have helped us to be number one. Hey, I'm saying good morning to Nails by Eileen. I, I want to see pictures. I always love it when they, uh, I have a, a very good friend who is a, a nail artist to the stars. And I, I love it when uh, they show pictures of different nail things. I'm not good with my nails. I used to be. Um, but I, I, I love to see pictures of fun, fun nail designs. I don't know why that just, yeah, I'm never going to do it at this point. Um, but I love to look at them. That's an odd thing. Uh, so glad that you're here. We love nail art. Uh, okay, so uh, thrilled that you guys are here. I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact we had expected to have Dr. Doreen Grampichet with us here today. And I have to tell you, it, uh, we do not have her. And our expectation is that we won't have her. She was called away for an emergency. And I know that nobody's more bummed than she is because this is the kind of show that she gets so excited about. Because for the month of April, we've decided to call out different groups of people that we think are amazing that are just doing a great job because we know this whole, this show is meant for that larger autism community that starts with individuals who are on the autism spectrum, but includes everybody who loves those individuals and is working hard every day to help and be allies to those individuals. And sometimes that's caregivers, sometimes that's parents, sometimes that's siblings, sometimes that's teachers and doctors and therapists. Um, and, and people of that nature, right? And uh, we all throughout this month, we're going to, on different days and different weeks, we're going to be highlighting people that we think have been remarkable in that area of being allies, being supportive. And today we're kicking off a week of card stars. If you guys don't know, if you've been watching the show, um, we, uh, Dr. Doreen Grampichet founded CARD, 31 years ago. And CARD is the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. And that is where my son re received his uh, ABA therapy. And they are the people who made the difference for us. So I love me some CARD. I want to point out that it, we do... We never say here that CARD is the only quality ABA provider in the world. That would be a lie. But they are 
you know, I think the best uh, quality ABA, but I can say that because my child was treated there. But please feel free to write in and say who your fabulous ABA company is. We're not trying to make it be that there is only card, but you know, you can only talk about what you know. And what I know is that we came to card on a hope and a prayer. And with a child who had been speaking and wasn't speaking. And if you watched the show yesterday, you got to hear my son being a smart aleck. Because uh, <laughs> my husband and I got a little mushy and he was like, oh, right. Um, but he's getting ready to go to college. Everything that I could have ever hoped for, we found at CARD. And, and I'm not the only one. Lots of people have. And so anytime I get to give a shout out for these amazing people and the things that they do on a daily basis that make a difference, whoo, happy day, right? So I'm thrilled that we've t- we're taking the time today uh, to be sharing those kinds of people. I want you to know, how do we pick these people? We sort of put it out there to our uh, to the staff at CARD and to the, our families at CARD and said, anybody you want to give a shout out to? Uh, and but I have to thank Leah Hirschfeld, who is with us regularly on the show, who is amazing, can I just say, and works for the research department. Last year, when we decided to do this for the first time, and we were in COVID, and everybody was running around, you know, retooling everything and finding a way that we could get the show to you, and the therapists were finding the way that they could get to the kiddos and be safe. Um, Leah stepped in and said, I'll put this together for you. And so we were able to press her into service again. So this could not happen without Leah. So she put out to everybody and said, who do you want to throw some love on? And the response was just so amazing. And out of that response, we picked some amazing people, um, that we want to share with you. And here's my hope is that first of all, we'll share that love with them and talk about how amazing they are and talk about you know what the people who nominated them said. But I hope that you will see at home that sometimes you're sitting there and you feel totally alone and you feel like nobody cares and nobody is doing anything for you. Been there and done that, right? And I want you to know how many people's arms you've been in and how many people's arms you could be in and how many people care. People of all walks of life that are doing all kinds of things, people who don't know you, but care about you. People who don't know you, but care about your kiddo. People who want to make a difference for you. People who wake up in the morning and their first thought is, how can I help someone on the autism spectrum today? Like when you feel and understand how many of these amazing people are out there and this is their joy button is being of support to people on the autism spectrum. I got to tell you, it lifts me up and I hope that it will lift you up as well. So feel free to write in. I'm giving shout outs to a couple of different people, Christina and Parker and Maya, Mia. I never know whether I'm saying it right, but I haven't seen you in a while. It's so great to have you here. Okay. So uh, I think I've been through a bunch of the different things. I'm just going to jump in here. I'm actually a little bit late. Our first, we're calling these card stars. Our first card star this morning is Abby Dardane. And Abby is a clinical supervisor. And here's something that's amazing to me is that she, we, you know, you'll see that later on in the month, we're going to be talking to some of the people who've been at card for more than 20 years and, but I want you to know that sometimes somebody comes in the door and is amazing right out the gate, right? And this is what I hear about Abby. 
uh, that she's brand new to card, but what I hear is that she has jumped in and that she is always willing to assist her team in whatever way that she can, whether it's by taking a last minute fill in or rearranging her schedule to see a client or therapist needing additional support. Abby is always hands-on in her training of therapists and they really love working with her. And she is just super, a positive light is what they said about her. What a wonderful thing for someone to say about somebody. So uh, we want to welcome Abby to the show. Uh, go ahead and bring her in here, uh, Traven. There's Abby. Abby, congratulations on being a card star. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you too. So tell us a little bit about uh, what your role is at CARD and which office that you are in. Yeah, so I am at the Baton Rouge West office in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I'm a clinical supervisor here. So I've been a supervisor here for about six months now. Well, I hear that you are truly amazing. They've said really wonderful things about you. So you've only been at CARD for six months, and it's a kind of crazy six months to start here in the middle of COVID, right? Uh, but tell me something that, you know, makes your day, because we've got lots of viewers that are watching. We think it's for not phenomenal when people like you get excited about working with our kiddos. We like, it's a little bit like what... What's that about? But tell us something that really makes your day. Why do you like this job? Uh, I've been in the field for about five years now, and I can honestly say just the little breakthroughs that most people wouldn't think anything of, but that you work so hard on for so long. And just to see, like looking back, the progress that you can make in a kid's life and the little things like them being able to just say your name for the first time or tell you respond hi and they used to not look up whenever you entered a room, things like that make all the difference. And just little moments like that happen every single day here. And that's what keeps our job so motivating and so interesting and fun and rewarding, honestly, because you can see the progress. Um, I've only been here six months, but you can still see the progress that the kids are making every day. I can't even imagine how grateful your families are for you, Abby, because in in this time of uh, like there's been no time that parents have needed you more than in this covid time it's been a really difficult time for a lot of families and the fact that you're there and and not just doing the job but doing it well and making it easier for other people to do their job i just want you to know from the bottom of my heart how much we appreciate you you are a true card star I know that if Dr. Grampichet was here, she would tell you that too and tell you how amazing it is to have new blood like you come in. We hope that you stay at CARD for a really long time and I can't wait to meet you in person. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's since I started, it's been such a great fit and everyone here has been so opening and welcoming and it's just truly like from my first day, I was like, this feels like home. This is a great wow. environment and everyone at this office and this location is so amazing. I am so glad that you've come home. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome home. We're all thrilled that you're here and thank you for being an amazing star. Thank you. All right. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I get so excited to see these young people and to see the joy on their face. It's just absolutely incredible. So uh, we're going to go now to our next star, who's Janine Sinopal, and hopefully I haven't slaughtered her name. She's a clinical supervisor, and uh, unlike Abby, she's not a newbie. She's in her eighth 
year at Card. Uh, and what they say about her, that she has never been shy to jump in during a crisis, from helping new families at new centers to consulting on complex cases. Janine is always ready to do what she can to help patients and their families. She is committed to quality, holding herself to the highest standards and setting the bar high for her peers. Janine has made an impact across more than five centers at CARD from Chicago to California. She is a tremendous clinician and leader, and they say we are truly blessed to have her on our CARD team. I can't wait to talk to Janine. Janine, are you there? I am. Hello. Janine, congratulations on being a card star and thank you for being here and for being so amazing. Well, thank you for having me. So it sounds like your influence has spread wide and far, but where, tell us about what you do right now and what, what offices you're working out of right now. Yeah, um, I'm in the Westmont office in the Chicagoland area and I am the clinical supervisor here. Um, I also have a case out in Naperville and Crystal Lake that I'm helping out with. Well, um, and I, from what I understand, you're somebody who's one of those people, You, we call it carditude around here, that there's like an attitude that people have that's a carditude attitude, which is a can-do attitude, and that you're willing to jump in and that there's no issue that's too big, uh, that you're you're willing to jump in and take it. What gives you that, that like, oomph so that you are willing to take on things when they're hard? I do it for the kids. You know, it's all about the kids here and we you know, work hard for them. So that's, I guess that's what's my reasoning is. I, I love it when, because uh, it's, it's amazing to us sometimes as parents, you know, that the idea of being around children who tantrum is not my idea of a fun day, right? Like, you know, like, but I see you guys get so excited by different things. It's like you do something and then the kiddo changes what they're doing. And it's like this magic happens. What's the moment for you, Janine, when you knew I want to do this forever? You know, do you remember? I, think, um, I don't remember the exact moment, but I think, working with the child or even an adult and you're working on something, you're working on a skill or you're trying to decrease the behavior. And then all of a sudden, like they get that skill. That is the most rewarding thing. And I think that's why we come back every day and yeah, the days are hard and you deal with the problem behaviors, but you know, once they get that skill or once you see those behavior graphs go down, it's the most exciting thing and you keep going with it. So. I love that you guys geek out over that. Oh, I yeah. love <laughs> You know, can I just say to the caregivers out there, sometimes, you know, when, when you're starting your child doing ABA and, and it feels like, oh my gosh, you know, this is my child. I want to spend every moment with them. And then you have these people come in that in, in the first moment, they're strangers. And somebody said to me recently, they were like, I don't understand. You know, I know you, Shannon, I know how paranoid you are. It seems odd that you would let complete strangers be working with your kiddo. And I, I said to them, but they're, you know, 10 minutes, they're not strangers. They get so excited about your child making progress yep. that you guys become family to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we, we feel like you guys are our family too, because we're in your homes every day or you're, we're working with your kids every day. So it's, it's the same thing. And the other thing is, is that, that I'm always amazed at is that you get our kids and you like them. Oh yeah. Which is a fabulous. <laughs> well, you know, Janine, everyone doesn't. Yeah. And that's, 
that's the sad reality for a lot of us is that we come in the door and say nobody, including family members, nobody wants to be around our kiddo. And you guys, our kiddos come through the door and you guys light up like Christmas trees. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, Janine, so how did you tell us how you came to find card? Were you looking for a job in the field? Um, so I finished my undergrad in December of 2013, and I finished with a psychology degree and communication sciences and disorders, so speech pathology. Um, and I needed a job. I wanted to go to grad school for speech pathology, needed a job in the meantime, was going to apply for speech, and found a listing for CARD and was like, hey, this is something in my field, and this is working with kids with special needs. This is what I want to do. Let's try it. So um, about a month before I graduated, I applied, um, went in for an interview and got a technician position. So that's how I started at CARD. So you started as a technician and now you're a clinical supervisor. Was it hard for you to be continuing your learning while you were being a behavior technician? Or was that something that you were up for that challenge? I was up for it. I knew I wanted to work with this population. So you know, once I saw too that card has a lot of growing opportunities, and um, you know, I was loving what I was doing. I loved the kids with autism, and I wanted to continue. So that's okay. my my story. <laughs> well, can I just tell you how appreciated it is? And clearly, you've had a ginormous impact not only at your center, but they they say five centers from Chicago to California. I know it's been a rough year with with COVID for the families and, and that all of you have had your own families and things that you've had to deal with. But Janine, in, in, I think it's very telling when the chips are down, when somebody is still putting out their best work and they've said that holding things to a high standard is one of the things that, that you know, you're, you're towing the line on. I just want to thank you. And thank I know you. if Dr. Grand Pichet were here that she would thank you too. For, for living the legacy and continuing to help the, our families to make progress and the kiddos to make progress. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You take okay. care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Uh, my face hurts already, you guys, uh, from smiling at these folks. So our our next guest, and I actually think she's not here yet, so I'm going to talk about her for a second. But let me just say this. Um, for those of you who um, you're going to hear things about ABA uh, throughout the month of April, and, and I want to make sure that we put out this disclaimer. Um, you know, I'm always a proponent of everybody getting their voice and being able to say what they want to say. And, and I especially welcome self-advocates to have their opinions and their feelings about ABA because not everybody is a fan. I always like to make the distinction though, and I've put this out before to the autism community, that if there are self-advocates out there, individuals who are on the spectrum themselves, who don't have a good opinion of ABA, I would like to make sure that we're talking, comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges. If you would like to see the type of ABA that I'm talking about, please reach out to me. I would like to put you in touch with and have you have the opportunity to see what good quality ABA looks like, because I know what that looks like. I had the benefit of that. My child started with CARD when he, he had just turned three. 
Uh, I think his first session was the week after his third birthday. And the other day I had to, I'll be honest with you. I don't look at a lot of home movies because it's hard for me. It's really hard Um, because it brings it all back up. Right. And I, I always say to you guys, I can't know for sure everything that you all are going through, but I can have empathy because I know what we went through when our child lost basically all ability to communicate. And I was watching video the other day of his third birthday and, and thinking about that moment when we were waiting to start with card. And I was so filled with fear. And I had said from the beginning that I would be willing to go to the mat for ABA and that I would, you know, once they explained to me what the science was that I would fight for 40 hours. If, if I, you know, had saw the studies and saw that it, worked first of all and I did but that I had to know that he was going to be working with people who would not challenge his dignity or his sense of self-worth or make him feel like he was wrong that that nothing and and I loved one of the first things that card came in and said was you know the the individual is never wrong when we're teaching somebody it is it's they're never wrong if it doesn't, if, if this isn't working, then we change the teaching technique for that individual. It, it's never, in his case, child, but you know, that goes for uh, teens and adults too, but that they're not ever wrong. And, and the teacher in me and the mom in me clung to that because I, I you know, it's that thing about do no harm. Um, I just want you to know, as a parent, I would never sign my kid up to do something where he would uh, be treated any any other way than with dignity and the individual that he is. Uh, I love some of the comments that you guys are writing, and we're still waiting on our next guest. Uh, I might have to just talk about them. If, I don't know if they're going to make it here. Uh, so uh, Parker says, yay, I'm so happy to see these great employees get the recognition they deserve. I know. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, and Kirsten says, we love our therapists so much. We, uh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear. We all got sick with COVID and had to stop sessions for a few weeks and that it's been really hard on her little guy. I'm so sorry. I hope speedy recovery. Uh, Huma is saying hi from Pakistan. She says, joining late, uh, that's okay, because we still have much more here to cover. We are waiting right now to, uh, that our next guest who might be having trouble connecting, uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit because before we uh, showed you two clinical supervisors, but there's also a role at CARD that is, we call it short OM, but that stands for operations managers. These are the people, there's one percenter, which I always used to refer to them, uh, but it's a little bit, I I referred to them as the moms and dads, right? But, you know, that doesn't completely cover it. They're like the chief cook and bottle washer at the different centers. They're the people who keep the wheels on, uh, that make the, the schedules happen, keep the therapists happy, uh, make sure that there's toilet paper. Yeah. Which can be challenging. Make sure that the cleaning regimen in COVID is, you know, the standards are being upheld. These people are remarkable people. They're not clinicians, um, but they're people who um, it doesn't happen without them. And I and I just want to say this that this is a role that evolved over many years at Card, and it was called several different things. 
But I remember when we first came to CARD and the, our home office, our center was uh, it eventually, because it, uh, it was where the headquarters was too, it eventually broke off uh, to become the Woodland Hills Center. And, um, but at the time it was housed in the old corporate office building. And so we would have to park underground underneath the building. And then we would get in the elevator to ride up to the third floor, which is where the clinical rooms were. And I would always be nervous. And we would always have this box that we would carry with us, plus two heavy books that would have all of our, this was before iPads had the programs. So this was all of his programming. And we would have to carry that with us. And we would be coming to the uh, center at the time we used to do this um, because this was the only time that we would be at the center. The rest of this stuff was being done at home. Um, And so these meetings were two hours long. And so, you know, the packing that has to happen for a three-year-old on the spectrum that's going to be someplace for three hours. I would have to, you know, have a change of clothes because we weren't toilet trained back then. Uh, I had to have snacks. I had to have, you know, water for him, something to drink, you know, so on and so forth. And maybe a toy or two plus these, all this stuff. And it was always a lot for me. I got, I get overwhelmed still very easily. And, uh, but there we would be in the elevator riding up and we would know that when the elevator's doors open, that this woman, her name was JJ and she sat, she was the first original OM, uh, that she was the person keeping everything running and keeping both the families and the staff happy. So the doors would open and there would be JJ. And we would always say to our son, Jem, in the elevator on the way up, we would say, now when the doors open, he didn't especially love elevators and uh, and you only had to go three floors. It wasn't a big deal, but he didn't love it. And there was the possibility of tantrum getting on or off the elevator. Like he wanted to take apart the doors. And so he wanted to stop everything. You can't really do that. Right. But uh, so we would try to distract him and we would say to him, now when the doors open, JJ is going to be there and want you to say, hi, JJ. Now, the first time that we told our son to say this, our son wasn't saying hi or anybody's name, right? He wasn't even making eye contact with us, but it's that wishful thinking, you know, that you're still going to prompt it, even if, you know, we didn't know how to get him to do it. But so the doors would open and we would say, now say hi, JJ. And, you know, in the beginning it didn't happen, but very quickly, it started happening. At a certain point, they put in a program um, for him that's called Greetings and Salutations. It's in the skills program. And it teaches kids the myriads of ways that we greet people, that sometimes we just make eye contact and we nod, and sometimes we say hi, and sometimes we say, hey, what's shaking, right? Uh, All these different ways that we say hello to people. Um, so then it became part of this program that the doors open and, and the therapist would be there and they would say, say hi to JJ. And over time, this, you know, he didn't have to be prompted anymore. The doors would open and he'd go, hey, JJ, right? And then we sort of added on to it because he was always fascinated. She had a ginormous fish tank in the waiting room and she would, would be certain days, certain times that certain kids could earn the right to feed JJ's fish. And I just want you guys to know, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because this, this person ends up being a part of your story. Right. And over the years, the doors would open and he would say, JJ, is it my turn? You know, JJ, what's shaking? Is it my turn to feed the fish? 
And then eventually they would have these big, long discussions about the fish and they had a relationship and that was them. And I had a relationship with JJ because I would call and say, I don't know what to do about this or JJ, we've had an emergency and you know, I'm going to be five minutes late. I don't want the therapist to leave. I'm going to be five minutes late, right? All these different things that JJ was there for us. And JJ was a big part of our story. And sadly, JJ lost uh, her battle with brain cancer last year. And um, I, I was so grateful that we had an opportunity to send her a card before she passed away. She had retired and moved away. Um, but I had the opportunity to say to her, you were a big part of our story and that I tell her part of our story often when I'm talking to operations managers. So these people are amazing people. And Holly was supposed to be with us, but she's not here. Um, so I'm going to say some nice things about her. And, you know, sometimes people are not fond of the operations manager because they also have to clean up messes and they also have to toe the line with certain things that they have to give tough love and say, you know, this is this is the time that's allotted for your child to be here. It's so important that your child be here during that time. Although, you know, sometimes stuff happens. Right. So when I would call JJ and not very often, but say, I'm, you know, I'm caught you know, in this rainstorm, it's taking longer to get home than I thought it was going to take. I'm going to be five minutes late. You know, she would be understanding of that because it's beyond my control, but she would also remind me, it's really important to think ahead, Shannon, because you don't want him to, if he lost five minutes every single session, that adds up to a lot. And you want this young man to go to college, right? Uh, sometimes they're not the most popular people for things like that. But I have to say that for the, the next card star that we were supposed to be interviewing, Holly Wilborn, who is the operations manager at West Palm Beach, she not only got nominated once, she got nominated twice. Stop. Isn't that awesome? Uh, and what they had to say about her is that she's someone who's always willing to step in, even if it means juggling multiple offices, kind, she's supportive, she makes intelligent and strategic moves to help everyone's needs. How fabulous is that? Uh, and her second nomination, somebody said, Holly is a great operations manager who ensures that her team and card families are always feeling supported. Uh, and that, and actually, there was actually a third nomination from a parent who was talking about how amazing she is. She recently uh, celebrated opening up the West Palm Beach Center and shortly after didn't hesitate to jump in to help support another office And when her sister OM was out uh, unexpectedly. So I just, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry that Holly is not able to be with us this morning. And probably what happened is something came up and that she needed to take care of and put a child's needs ahead of being here to hear how fabulous she is. But we really want to celebrate Holly today. And I want to say to you, Holly, when you watch this back, thank you so much. This is a hard, hard job. And you were doing so wonderfully at it. When this many people say that you're making a difference, then you have to know from the core of all of us how grateful we are to have you because you're making that difference every single day. And it adds up. And I know that for, you know, forever until the end of time, we are going to be grateful to JJ. And even though JJ is no longer with us, 
we are going to continue to tell her story as part of our story and her work lives on. And I know that you have a legacy with your families that is just as great as JJ's. So Holly, I just really want to thank you for all that you have done and all that you will continue to do in West Palm Beach and in other places. Thank you so much, Holly. Sorry you're not here. Uh, there's Holly. She just... Holly, we just finished saying wonderful things about you. Hi, Shannon. How are you? I'm, I'm literally crying, Holly. We were saying such wonderful things about you and you missed it. Oh, my God. Are you God. busy? <laughs> Sweet. I'm so sorry. The yeah, trying the technology. <laughs> technology, that's okay. Uh, really quickly, Holly, I was just winding it up and saying that you you didn't get one or two nominations. You got three. Oh, really? Which is pretty. Uh, you really did, Holly. And I need for you to understand that that means you're doing something really remarkable there. And that you are adding to people's lives and that it is appreciated more than you could possibly know, Holly. I, that, I mean, that means a lot. I, I definitely try. I work hard, but, you know, it's, that, that really means a lot. I, it's almost easier to take constructive criticism than it is for me to take any. <laughs> Well, I know that if Dr. Grant Pichet were here and she got called away for an emergency, but I know if she were here, Holly, she would want to thank you personally, because it's people like you that make it possible for kids to reach that highest goal to be, uh, you know, to do the kind of things that their their families are, have been hoping and praying for. Um, that doesn't happen without you. And you're setting an example for so many other operations managers about doing this job and doing it with grace. I just really want to thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, you're amazing. Thank you so much. I honestly, I, I mean, I've learned so much in my what, almost six years at card. Um, I've had amazing mentorship. I like my leadership skills. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have become the leader that I feel I can be now if it wasn't for the wonderful mentors I've had at CARD. So I very much, you know, we're all like, it's a team, we're a family and it feels like that. And that's how we, that's how we work. And, you know, so. Especially during COVID, you know, I think a lot of this has fallen to you guys, the operations managers, you had everything that was going on before, plus now making sure that the ship stays afloat and that it floats safely. Uh, it's a lot to take in on any given time. What was your background before this, Holly? How did you come to be at CARD? Oh my gosh. I just, I've had such a random path. Um, I, I honestly, I kind of, I was um, doing like, I had a, a home pet care business and I had did property management, but I had been a camp counselor in college and I had worked with um, diverse populations in that role, not with just typical developing kids. And so um, when I kind of got reached a point where I wasn't getting that fulfillment from the jobs that I had, I reached out to a career counselor um, who really steered me toward more of like a helping profession. And I found CARD on Indeed. And honestly, like I was, I felt very, like, I mean, I was fascinated by the like by ABA and um, 
it was just a whole new area for me to learn about. And when I get interested in something, I want to know everything about it. So that kind of, you know, that kind of spurred me, um, spurred me on. And um, in Colorado at that time, we, you know, we didn't have any centers open yet. We had home services and um, then we opened the center, I think within six months of me being there. And then I became a, a, a TL or BTL um, and then, um, I spent almost two years in that role and learned so much. It was, it was incredible. And then, so you came in the door to do therapy, yeah. not to be an operations manager. At what yeah. point did you say, I want to run the ship? <laughs> I think like with that, that, that BTL role, when you get, you get different experience, um, not just clinical. And I learned, I learned more. I felt like I would be, more of an honestly more of an asset more of a support for a center in that administrative role i realized like the scheduling the the puzzle of scheduling and the complication of that was very interesting and, and enjoyable <laughs> to me and um and try and i just felt like i would be the role fit you know at that time like when when that opportunity came up i knew i was ready for it at that time and i was like you know, I think I can make more of a difference in this. I love communicating with the families. Like that's really important to me. I love, um, like I, you know, I think for me making that difference, um, it was just the right, the right path to take at that point. So. Well, I'm so glad that that happened, Holly. And I'm, I'm so glad that, cause you know, I was saying before that I, I think for, for parents and caregivers, when somebody says, oh, I really enjoy working with kiddos that are tantruming and we all think you're crazy. But then when somebody says, oh, I really like the puzzle of scheduling, I just, I thank God for you because we need more people that, that find that fascinating because to me, that's the seventh ring of hell. But I know how important that is to making it all work. So I, I'm glad that you finally made it here, Holly, uh, so that you could hear some, but you'll have to go back and watch the show to hear all the things that we said about you beforehand, because it was good stuff. Uh, you're remarkable. You are a card star. I hope that you stay uh, happy and healthy and wonderful at card for a really, really long time because you're remarkable. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Holly. You keep on keeping on and have a good weekend. Okay. <laughs> you too. All right. Hugs Take care. to you. Thank Hugs you so you. much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, okay. I'm glad that we got to talk to her. I needed tissues. I'm going to have to mop down. I'm going to end up wiping my nose on my shirt here. This is terrible. Uh, but these people are amazing. I can't help crying. Uh, so our next card star is Casey Shapiro. And she's joining us from that office that I was telling you about that used to be our home office. It became the Woodland Hills office. Uh, and despite all they what they she's been nominated. And one of the things that they say about her is that despite all of the challenges we have faced working during a global pandemic, Casey has never faltered. Over the past year, she has not called out of work once 
and has even opened up her block time to ensure our kiddos get their treatment hours. They say about her, she is dependable and flexible with any last minute uh, scheduling changes and always consistent with the quality of treatment she provides to our clients. Her positive attitude and, and attention to detail does not go unnoticed as she is quick to respond to all correspondence and always completes her welligent accu accurately and on time. I don't even know what that is, but I know it's important. Uh, our staff and families here at Woodland Hills, and it, it's cutting off on me. Hold on a second. My spreadsheet is uh, craziness. I can't find it. Uh, but I know, uh, I read it earlier. I don't know why it's doing this to me. Uh, but she's amazing. And I have, oh, there it is. Uh, our, our families here at CARD are extremely thankful for her and appreciate everything she does for us. She is a true MVP, most valuable player. So uh, now I've lost my window here. So do we have Casey here with us? I'm welcoming her to the show. Casey, are you there? We're running just a little bit behind. I see her window there, but I do not see her. Can you hear me, Casey? Oh, yes, I can. Okay, wonderful. Do you have your camera on? I can't see you. It should. Oops. I think. It should be on. We only have you audio, and I don't know why. But. And we're, we're running a little bit late here, Casey, but I, I got to spread some love on you. We may not actually get to see you. But Casey, I, and listen, I have heard such good things about you uh, from before. Uh, they say that you're, you take a look at the notes there. They're telling you what to push on the gear. People talk about you behind your back, Casey, and say wonderful things about you. And I just wanted to take a second here on behalf of myself and Dr. Grampiche, who wasn't able to be here, to thank you for being so amazing. Uh, how long have you been working as a therapist at CARD, a behavior technician? Um, well, I've been working as the behavior technician for, I've been doing this for three years, but initially I was hired in August of 2015 as the academy teacher in Woodland Hills. But however, that was, so that, that lasted half years, but we were unable to get a contract USD to become an NPS. So as a private school, and again, I taught at the academy for two years, and but then eventually the school closed down. So I've been working as a behavioral therapist for the past three years. Wonderful. Well, Casey, uh, you know, honestly, I know many of the families at Woodland Hills and I know many of the staff there and your name is a name that comes up frequently as being somebody who's just remarkable that you have a way with the kiddos, uh, that you are so hardworking and that you're so willing and have such an open, willing spirit. Uh, the work that you do is so appreciated. And, and I just can't thank you enough. Uh, you truly are a card star. Uh, I, I, I really have time for one more question for you because we're, we're running out of time here. But what is it that you love about this job, Casey? What I really love is seeing the progress that the kids make. You know, clients, I love seeing them like accomplish goals that, you know, parents may initially feel as unobtainable, but then 
I get like the positive reinforcements from parents because they see how I kids and, and it's also fun for me to watch the kids, um, be able to achieve things, you know, that they at first, um, are all hesitant about, but, but you know, for my, one thing I really like to do was to like encourage them. They feel that they can't do it. I still like to push them and be very encouraging for them, you know, kind of have a, well, do it. It's remarkable. I'm sorry that the audience at home didn't get to see your face. Um, but we, once again, on behalf of Dr. Grampy Shea and myself and your families and the staff that work with you, we just want to thank you for being amazing, for being there. I, my gosh, during this pandemic for, you know, being so rock steady and for doing all of your sessions and being a part of a team it's just so appreciated. We just want to acknowledge you and the work that you're doing and say thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. You have a good weekend. Okay, Casey? Thank you. You have a nice weekend as well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. And so our last guest for today, and I just, now I've changed the parameters on my thing. Here we go. Uh, so we, you know, I just love this, that we're um, talking about these amazing, uh, amazing stars. Our last star today is Bill Krause. He's joining us from New York and he was nominated by a family. And what they had to say about him is that, uh, see this, I read this before and I got all emotional. He always has valuable advice and solid suggestions when we have questions regarding our son's challenging behaviors. He convinced me to give telehealth a try back in the spring when I truly doubted my son could manage it. He helped my son's technician immensely and those sessions helped so much until he could return to the center. Bill is an exceptional behavior analyst, and we are so thankful to have him helping our son and family. Bill truly cares about his clients and goes above and beyond during this COVID time to help me navigate the issues with my child. And for those of you who are out there and, you know, have wished that you had someone like Bill um, which I think is a lot of us, uh, we're going to welcome him, him in here and you can see this amazing person who helped this family so much during this time. So Bill, are you there? Hi, Shannon. Can you hear me? I can hear you and I can see you, which is great. Hello. How are you? How are you, Bill? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, thank you for being you, Bill. I mean, seriously, it's our pleasure to have you here. You are truly a card star, and we are so grateful that families like the one that wrote in have had you, especially during this global pandemic. Bill, tell us a little bit about you and which office you work out of. Okay. Um, so I, I'm from Buffalo originally. Uh, I went to school in, in Pennsylvania at a, a smaller university called Mercyhurst. Um, and I'm currently working out of the Mamaronek Center, which is in um, upstate New York. Wonderful. You know, Mercyhurst, I have to say this, this is totally off topic, but one of my favorite movies is That Thing You Do. 
And, <laughs> and it's, it's featured in, uh, it's the Mercyhurst talent show that they win. Uh, a trivia for people that has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I heard that and I was like, look at that. Um, so Bill, how did you get into this field? Was this something, you know, what day did you wake up and say, this is what I want to do is I want to make a difference for these families and these kiddos? I don't think it was a specific day, but it was probably sometime around the end of high school or the beginning of college for me where I really just realized that I wanted to do something to to help other people. Um, and I started going to school for education and I had certain professors who I worked with who introduced me to ABA. And when I started to learn more about it, something just clicked for me. And it was like really exciting that we have this thing that is, you know, strategies that are evidence-based that have actually been shown to help other people. So I really just like grabbed onto it and went with it. Um, and it was due in, due in part mostly to all those like great professors and people who were encouraging me along the way and, and who were role models for me. Wonderful. Well, I can't even imagine what the challenges were like in this last year. I mean, I gotta be honest, this is a tough job to begin with, right? Uh, you're juggling a lot, got a lot of families that you want to help and a lot of kiddos that you want to help in an in a industry that, you know, frankly, doesn't have enough therapists. Uh, mm -hmm. We just always need more therapists. So I'm always in awe of those of you who are getting it done every single day. But then when COVID came, the challenges, you know, changed and became even more but I just want you to feel that for this, especially for this family that nominated you, we had so many families at the beginning of the pandemic. Nobody knew how long this was going to be. Uh, none of us had any idea. And there were a lot of families who were like, we'll just cancel therapy for two weeks, which was horrifying in and of itself, because mm -hmm. two weeks is too long to go without therapy. You start to regress. Um, but and, and we were all going, it's probably going to be more than two weeks. And for you to have been able to assuage this mom's fears and to talk to her about the benefit of doing telehealth until they could come back, sounds like it was life changing for her, Bill. Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to thank you because I'm sure that that having that conversation took time away from doing all the other things, but I think it really helped this family. I know it really helped this family so much that they took time out of their day to say, Bill is awesome. Do you, do you see like how much your work does, are you able to feel it on a daily basis? The difference that you're making in these families lives? Yeah. And it's not constant, but there's always those moments. Like when a parent says, um, you know, I trust you. Um, that was really helpful. You know, my, my son is getting better. Those are the times that really reinforce me and, and keep me doing what I'm doing. And hearing what the family had to say today about me was just so heartwarming. And, you know, I can't say enough how much I appreciate that and, and how, how encouraging that is. Because like you said, when the pandemic first started, this was crazy for, for everyone. And, you know, telehealth was new for all of us too. So it was it was a big problem that, you know, I think we we partnered with the families to to help find solutions during that time. Yeah, I said this to somebody the other day, Bill, that, you know, I I'm I'm such a proud card mom. What card did for our kid, I'm I'm never gonna get over. Um, but watching what all of you did when COVID hit, 
I already thought you guys were amazing, but watching how you guys pivoted and found the way to deliver service to families, I have never been prouder to know all of you. I am so impressed with all of you uh, that, that you were able to do this. My goodness. Thank you. Thank goodness for you. And thank you for making a difference in this family's life. Thank you, Shannon. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sending you health and happiness and hope that, uh, that, that in your time outside a card that, that things go well for you, because if anybody's karma bank should be Phil, it should be yours. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much for being with us. You have a great weekend. Of course. You too, Shannon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We are out of time here and I have cried as much as I can cry without a tissue, but I just want you to know that this is just beginning that for the next four days, we are going to be doing these card stars that are people that have been nominated for the work that they're doing. Because I want you guys to feel how passionate these folks are and the difference that they're making in lives. If this is not, if you are not working with people like this, let's find the people like this for you. If you don't have a bill in your life, I wish you a bill because I know the value of a bill. Mine was Sabrina. Sabrina was my bill. Um, and Sabrina helped us. And I talked, uh, you'll see, I, I, we taped it. Uh, I talked about how somebody had told me their story and their story was Hank. And I wanted a Hank. I wanted a Hank in the worst way. And I got a Sabrina, uh, which is different than a Hank, but equally great. Right. And somebody else got a bill. So I, I hope for you, this person in your life who has the flashlight to lead you through the path to find where it is that you're trying to go for yourself or for your kiddo, or somebody that you love, right? Listen, I want to thank all of you for being here. Whatever you're celebrating this week, whether it is Easter, Passover, whatever you are celebrating, I want to say heartfelt health, happiness, and well-being for you this week, okay? We're going to be back next week. We're going to continue on. We're going to get Dr. Grampuche to be here for it because she loves this, seeing all these wonderful people. Uh, and But on, on her behalf and on my behalf, I want to thank all of you for being here. Tune in on Monday for some more card stars. We'll cry a little. It'll be great. Bye-bye. Uh, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.